Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of A, a BJJ, BJJ Marriage. Marriage, where we talk about our lives as a married jujitsu couple. And we're live. Isn't that what you just did? <coughs> just uh, clearing the throat, you know? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of a uh, BJJ marriage. Marriage. Woohoo. Yeah, so we've had a crazy two weeks. Yes. Thanks for being patient that. with us that we didn't come out with an episode last week. We did miss you guys. We actually really yeah. were trying to make it work, but it. Yeah, we just, brought our stuff to Florida. Yeah. But uh, there was a lot of Florida stuff going on. Like a lot. I almost turned into a Florida man. No, it's just kidding. <laughs> Nothing that exciting. Yeah, we just, it felt like when we were in Florida, everything was like a, from the second you wake up to the second you go to sleep with no downtime type of vacation. Yeah. And there was just no time to spend an hour just recording. Yep. And then like a few hours editing and Mm -hmm. uploading. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think we had a great time in Florida. Mm Want to talk about that? Start it off with pans. Well, I think we should start off for whoever's visualizing this right now that we look a little different right now. <laughs> yeah, I gained a few more pounds. No, oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, yes, but but that, that post competition weight <laughs> It's real. It really is. We can get into that. Yes. But, but we got stripes. Woohoo! How exciting. Both of us got stripes. Yeah, so did like a 15 other people. Yes. We were saying it was like an Oprah day. Like, you yes. get a stripe and you get a stripe. Yeah, which was funny <laughs> It and was super fun. fun. We took a picture of everybody that got promoted. I think there was like eight of us or something. Probably more than that. But it was fun. Like, yeah. it was all very well deserved. It wasn't like, it was just, this is stripe day. Like. Right, yeah. Everybody is on their own journey and everybody did earn that stripe. It just so happened that. Brent's been out of town, and everybody hasn't come to class, and, and it was, so it was spring class. break, yeah, and then it was gi day, and it was beginner class, and a lot of people got their stripes, and a couple people got their first stripes. Yeah. Or was it just... It was Chris and Susie. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like Chris had stripes before that. No, he got his first stripe. Really? I think so. I'm pretty sure it was just the first one. Wow. If we're wrong, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure it was your first one. But, I mean, either way, even if it was your second, that's still awesome. Like, yeah. Garrick just got his second. I got my first stripe. Yep. You know what? Uh, well, how many stripes is that? Uh, for a white belt? Eleven. Eleven stripe white belt. You're an eleven stripe white belt. Woo, woo. How cool. Mm. Does that make me a six stripe white belt? Yes. That doesn't sound as cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> eleven stripe white belt sounds way cooler. That's like halfway to black belt. Yeah. Because a black belt's a 20-stripe white belt. Yep. Wow. Sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there. But anyway, so yeah, we had that happen, which was obviously very exciting for not it just was us, exciting. but everyone who was promoted. And congratulations to all of our fellow fluids who were promoted alongside of us. I couldn't be any happier to be training mm-hmm. with you all the time. It's yeah. a fantastic community. And we say often that jiu-jitsu is not about the promotions, not about the uh, the belts, but it does feel good when you get some sort of acknowledgement, and this acknowledgement happens to be in the form of a stripe. Yeah. Well, even if you remember 
when Anthony was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, he was talking about how he hadn't gotten his third stripe in a really long time. Like, he was a two-stripe white belt for a while, and Mm -hmm. it was kind of discouraging to him. And if you did watch or listen to that episode, you would have heard me telling him, like, stripes don't really matter as long as you think that you're progressing and, like, just don't get frustrated and just keep moving forward. And I think he felt a little better after that conversation. But then Mm -hmm. he got his third stripe at the same time we did. Yes. It was was cool. You should have seen his face. He was like, yes! Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. He was probably the most excited out of everyone. But yeah. it was cool. Good validation. I think so. Susie was the most excited. Oh, my gosh. She was so cute. <laughs> Susie, we won't embarrass her, but she she's adorable. And I'm so happy that she got her stripe, and it's so well-deserved. Yes. So, anyway, uh, yeah, that was probably the highlight of the last couple days, but we've yeah. had 14 days to talk about. We were talking about it this morning before we started recording. If you can hear our dog, I'm sorry. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> what the heck? Mailman must be here. No, it's Easter. It's Sunday. Happy yeah. Easter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but we were talking about it today, and we're just like, oh, yeah, we need to talk about this and this and this and, and this, too. Wow, we had a lot to talk about. Apparently, a lot happens in two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> and as we were hitting record on this, we're just like, wow, it feels like it's been forever, but we only missed one week. <laughs> yeah. So we really do enjoy it making the podcast and Mm -hmm. we enjoy talking we have good discussions with people about the podcast and Mm -hmm. everything so keep that up we really appreciate your support yeah if you ever want to talk about anything you just let us know right even last night we were hanging out with jose and Susie. shout out to them and i think we talked about jujitsu for like two hours straight i know (laughs) i was like we should have set up a microphone but it was (laughs) great because Susie could actually do it yeah like she she could join the conversation it was fun because it was like everyone knew what we were talking about it wasn't like we had kind of for lack of a better word, an outcast at the table who doesn't train. And it's just kind of like, oh, they're talking. Like Jackie in Florida. I felt bad when you and Corey and I were just like, jujitsu. And then Jackie yeah. was just like, mm-hmm. She's like, this is my life now. Yep. <laughs> that seems that seems cool, I guess. Yep. But yes. Anyway. So we went to Florida for a reason, though. We did. The main reason we went to Florida was for me to compete in my first IBJJF competition, which happened to also be a Pan American Championship. Mm-hmm. Which, all in all, I think was a great experience. Mm-hmm. We had three competitors go from Fluid, me, uh, Dave, my teammate, and then our professor, Brenton. And nobody got a win. No. <laughs> Which sucks. Wah, wah. Yes. But, um, you know, I think we all had a good time preparing. And this is another step in our journey. And you know what? This is not the last competition that we're ever going to be able to compete in. Mm-hmm. So we've got... Some lessons that we learned and some big takeaways, and we're going to do better in the future because of it. Yeah. I didn't even tell you this. It was funny because when I got back to work this week, my boss who works in Chicago, she called me and mm. and she just like had brought up, she's like, oh, how was your vacation? And I was like, oh, it was so much fun, like amazing. We had a fantastic time. And she goes, how was the competition? And I was like, Ann, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> What competition? She just started laughing, and I was like, well, we'll talk about this a different day. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. But my match, uh, it was super funny because we traveled to Florida, right, which is halfway across the country, and my first opponent happens to be someone from Sheboygan that trains at Rufus Fort Sheboygan, which is like, I don't know, an hour north (laughs) from us here in Milwaukee. So it's like, okay, we both traveled to Florida to Compete against another guy from the same area, but that's cool, I guess. <laughs> good job, IBJJF matchmakers. Yep. <laughs> but uh, we had a good match. 
Uh, I started up the match by being aggressive with takedowns. I had a few takedown attempts, and he was stuffing them. He had one take, one good takedown attempt against me that I also stuffed. And then my gi got pulled over my head. <laughs> and that was funny because I was just fighting blind. But the, the ref stopped the match to for me to put my gi back in. And then um, shortly after that, we started again. And this was like a minute or two in. And I got the takedown. It was a really nice um, snap down. Pulled him up over me. Shot for a single leg. And then pulled him back and did an inside leg trip. And it was like... Beautiful. It was... Too bad the fantastic. ref was right in the way. Yeah, the only video footage you have of that. <laughs> Unless you're on flow grappling and can find my match, because I don't know how to do that. If anybody's, like, really bored. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the video that Jose. Brittany was taking. <laughs> Jose's the new Nick. Yes. Jose, we need we need your help with that. <laughs> but, yeah, the video that Brittany was taking, the only points I've got in competition, IBJJF. I made Jackie Oh, yeah, record. Jackie was taking. I made her record because I wanted to watch. And, <laughs> yeah. again, going back to the conversation of dinner, I was like, Jackie, you don't really train, and I do. Can you please record so I can really watch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the ref stood directly in the way. Mm-hmm. Only when I did the takedown, and then he was not in the way for the rest of the video, <clears throat> which sucked. But yeah, so then I took him down. I ended up in his guard, and I had one of his legs pinned, so I wasn't in closed guard. And um, I was working to pass. It was like a half butterfly, half guard. And he ended up getting a full guard, and then he ended up putting a triangle on me. And then I spent about four minutes fighting that triangle. <laughs> and it was a tough triangle. It was a good triangle. It wasn't locked in all the way, which is why he was able to keep fighting it off the whole time. But the reason that he was stuck there was because the dude kept switching his feet. So, like, when you think about a closed guard and how you can keep, like, putting the other foot on top of the other one and just switching it back and forth to just offset your opponent, mm-hmm. that's what this dude was doing with his triangle, is he would just switch his feet. Yeah, because if I would go one <laughs> way, he would switch it to the other way so I couldn't escape that way, and he could also finish that way. So then I'd go back the other way, and it was, like, a teeter-totter of a triangle mm-hmm. for a while. And there was a couple points where it was tight and close, and I had to say, okay, um, I can't continue to fight this way because I'm going to <laughs> get tapped out, so I have to do something else. And that literally happened for probably like four minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I um, ended up stepping around the triangle, and I got to like a reverse mount position, but my arm was still in his legs, so I didn't get any guard pass points. And then as I was working my arm out of there, I should have just worked my arm out and secured guard pass position. But he, um, I think he brought up his elbow to bait me to go for a Kimura. And as I did go for the Kimura, because there was like maybe 45, 30 to 45 seconds left in the match. And I was like, okay, well, I'm up on points. I'm going to go for this Kimura. Um, since my arm was in his legs, he was... I was still technically in his guard, didn't get guard pass points. And then when I went for the Kimura, he rolled, and I ended up on the bottom. He was on top. So the ref scored that as a sweep. So then the score was 2-2. Two to two. But also since I was in the triangle, it was a legitimate submission threat. He got an advantage point for the triangle. And then there was about 20 seconds left, and he was in my half guard. And then he just pancaked for the rest of the 20 seconds and I couldn't sweep him or move or get a position because he knew he was up on an advantage point right like even though the score was two to two he was winning because he went for that stupid triangle I mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) but 
so my first match, I ended up losing by one advantage point. And then that was uh, the whole tournament for me. Yep. It's a one-time elimination. You lose, you're done. So we spent uh, like two months weight cutting, eating clean, doing what we needed to do, training hard, and for five minutes. <laughs> I think it was a six-minute match. Six-minute match. But I did weigh in at 165 pounds with my gi, which is like... Wild. Yeah. And I was super fit, and I didn't feel weak. I was strong. I was fast. Yeah. Just stupid, stupid triangles. So, next one we're hanging on triangles all week. <laughs> How many triangles have I put you in? Like, five a roll. <laughs> all of a sudden, triangle. I have gi burn. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's one that he tied on super tight, and I could instantly feel my skin rubbing off on my chin. And I was like, please stop. I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on triangles now, so I can defend them better in the future. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that so, was, I mean, how do you feel about it? Uh, Well, I mean, obviously, anytime you compete, I get very nervous. Like, Jose was even telling you last night that he gets more nervous watching you compete than he does for himself. Yeah. Uh, But, and I told him. Guys, I'm going to be okay. I don't know if you've realized this yet. (laughs) (laughs) But we just, I don't know. I I know what aggression comes out of you when you're competing and what it's like when you're going 100% and that's prone to a lot more injury than normal. So, anytime you compete, I think there's always just that subconscious part of me that's like, oh my God, we're going to have to go to the hospital. Oh. And it freaks me out. So, but I mean, I was ready for you to go. Like, I was excited for you. You went on a little quicker than I expected you to. Yeah, like me too. you were basically in the pen, and then you were on the mat, and we're all just like, "Oh, oh, we gotta go." We gotta yeah, go. I didn't now. expect that either. I mean, that's what happened with Brent too. Yep, I expected to warm up a little bit more. Yeah, Dave yeah. got stuck for a little bit, but that's because his opponent was a no show. So yeah. Anyway, it was. I mean, I was excited for you, and I was on the edge of my feet the entire time. And, and it was a close match. Yeah, for sure. But as soon as he got those sweet points, Jose and I looked at each other like, dang it. Because <laughs> you were winning the whole match. Yes, up until the last half minute. Yep. So, but things happen. Learning experiences. You're going to come back better because of it. Yeah. And unfortunately, it is not May 14th like you wanted it to be. Yeah, I wanted to compete in Chicago IBJJF, mm-hmm. which is May 14th, which is three weeks from now-ish. Mm-hmm. Which would be perfect because he's still in competition shape and yes. it would have been nice to have it be a little closer to home. Yeah. Um, and I went to sign up on Friday and Brent signed up on Tuesday, I think. And I was waiting until a couple things shook out before we could figure out if we could make it or not. And then I went to sign up Friday and the event has reached capacity and is not allowing any new registrations. Which sucks, because yeah. I wanted to try the rule set again and play the sport of jiu-jitsu again in the biggest league <clears throat> of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I'm assuming that just a lot of white belts probably signed up. I don't know. Well, if it reached capacity and you guys don't have full brackets, it would just make sense. There were seven people in my bracket, over seven people in your dad's bracket, right? Or was three. it? There's uh, only three. Are you sure? Yes, because he just said, he was like, I'm guaranteed he was looking bronze. At, he was looking at Nogi. No, he's like, I'm guaranteed bronze. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know there was like seven or eight people in my division. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but we're always going to be ready for the next one. I think mm-hmm. you're, th- you're still thinking about going to Orlando, or not Orlando, but Vegas in September for... Masters World? The Masters one. Maybe, yeah. 
Yeah, we have to look into the details of that and the dates. We have a couple of things going on in September. So mm-hmm. May 14th, we could go to Denver if anyone wants to fly <laughs> us out there. <laughs> May 14th is actually a busy day. We have So we are still going to IBJJF because my dad did sign up. So if you're from Fluid and you want to go watch your professor compete, that would be an awesome experience for you because it's only an hour away. And we're doing that during the day. And then our other teammate, Nicholas Bontempo, Mm-hmm. is doing a pure fc kickboxing match that night in milwaukee yes so it's gonna be a fun-filled day of fighting yeah. grappling mma i'm gonna put those in the events page on our website also mm-hmm. yeah any events like that i plan on putting on our website so mm-hmm. people can know where to find us or come cheer with us or watch me lose or whatever yeah we're gonna actually <laughs> yeah that's it that's all she said <laughs> yep <laughs> We're going to try to get our newsletter out to you guys at the same time this podcast is delivered. We'll probably work on it around the same time. So be ready for that. And we're excited about it launching. So if you haven't subscribed yet, go subscribe. And you'll be getting recipes and breakdowns of the podcast episodes if you don't want to listen to the whole thing. (laughs) And a bunch of other stuff in there. It'll be lots of fun. So go subscribe if you haven't. Yeah, it's just Mm abjdaymarriage.com. What's the recipe this week? I'm sending out Greek orzo salad. It was really good. It was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I was pretty impressed with it. It was super simple, too. Like, it's basic ingredients that you would just have in your house basically at all the time. The only thing that you would have to really go buy is, like, the feta cheese. I made the wrong amount of ortho. Yes, you did. (laughs) But that's okay. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. But, anyway, uh, the rest of Florida. So, we had Nick compete. Yep. And I think you went first, right? You yeah. You went first. You were the first person to go to the three. So then in the same day, uh, Dave went and his match got pushed back a little bit just because apparently his first match was a no-show. So he was already going in someone who had just won. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that match didn't last the whole entire time. Dave did get uh, put into a pretty slick takedown into an armbar. And it was... It was a guard pull into armbar. Was it a guard pull? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. That's right. Yep. Yes, it was. Okay. So, yeah, it was a, a guard pull into an armbar. And Dave said that that was the tightest armbar he's ever been in in his entire life. Yeah. So, and then I think that dude went on to take first in the entire tournament. Yeah. So, good he for him. He took gold. <laughs> and then your dude took second yes. in the entire tournament for his division. And then moving on from Dave's match, then we went into Brent's match the next day. He was the following day. So, they went Thursday and my dad was Friday. And he went against a guy named Nick Lee. Yeah. <laughs> which which is funny. ironic. And he also lost, but he also lost by advantage. <laughs> so the score was 0-0, but the advantages were uh, three to his one penalty. And his penalty was super dumb. But anyway, just we can get into that. But his opponent also went on to win his next two or three matches. So everyone just kind of got the short end of the stick on mm-hmm. those first matches. But mm-hmm. anyway, so then my dad went and his match against Nicholas Lee, which is super weird. Uh, that, that's they call you by your middle name mm-hmm. instead of your last name. So my name and when I register is Nicholas, and then my middle name, which is secret, and then Lee, and then they call me. But no, it's not secret. <laughs> but my middle name is Vincent, so they were like Nicholas Vincent, and I was like, Oh, that's um, me. I think that's me. <laughs> but. uh yeah, that other guy's name, his middle name is Lee, but they called him Nick Lee when they called him the bullpen. Brazilians. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so his match was kind of keeping us all 
as a nail biter as well because mm. we had expected his opponent to be really good at stand up. Like from the research that we had seen and heard and done, we figured that Nicholas I don't know how to call him Nick or Nicholas, but Nicholas Lee, he was apparently very good at stand-up, and he was very good at defending stand-up. So my dad went in with a game plan saying, like, oh, I'm not going to waste more than, like, 60 seconds on my feet because I don't want to waste all my energy. And the guy ended up pulling guard on him right away. And that was pretty unexpected. So it was kind of a wild ride from the beginning. But then IBJJF also has all these rules for the geese where, like, you can't have patches in certain spots, and they have Mm -hmm. to be, like, specific. Certain sleeve lengths. Yeah. Can't be ratty. Like, my gi has... Holes opening up and stuff like that, so I can't. I couldn't use this anymore. Yeah. So he had like a specific IBJJFD that he brought for that competition to meet all the rules. Yep. And it ended up being that his sleeves were too long. So if you can see mine right now, they're kind of like to the middle of my forearm, and his were not. His were about to his wrists, and yeah. that's because that's what it was supposed to be according to the rules. And his opponent literally like took his sleeve and put it over his knuckles the entire match like he pulled guard he kept him in his guard and then he pulled his sleeves over his wrist so that he couldn't do yeah because they're super long sleeves yeah and then if he went forward to try to like open up some skin then nick would try to sweep him so then he pushed himself back but then because he had his sleeve so tight he couldn't go back very far and then he also couldn't like move his wrists at all to try to press down on the knees or try to push down on the hips or do anything because his hands were occupied so that was the whole match it really was the whole match, unfortunately. And it was pretty sucky, but... Yeah, Nick got um, advantage points for takedown attempts and a sweep attempt. Yep. Yeah, he got advantage points for takedown attempts, which we're pretty salty on, because really seems like it matters ref to ref on which mat you're competing on, because Nick also, this Nick, this Nick Lee, <laughs> yes, also went for takedown attempts, probably two, before they finally made it to the ground. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get any advantage points for those, which was bullcrap, because if you did, you would have won. Yeah. Because you would have had those two extra advantage points versus his one. Yeah. And, and then he would have yeah. lost by one advantage point. But, Anyways. I mean, it is what it is. It doesn't really matter at this point, but just know that if you're going to compete in IBJJF, the ref matters. The ref matters, yeah. And it's a sport, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're you going to play the sport. It's like if you watch basketball, football, baseball, or any of the major league sports, you see people do weird stuff that plays specifically to the rule set mm-hmm. where you're like, it doesn't really make sense, but I guess they got points out of that because yeah. of whatever they did. Right. You know, and there's always coaches that have a game plan that uh, will exploit a rule here or there to win a game in a sports type of match. And that's what, you know, competition is. is It's a sport. It's not self-defense. It's not jujitsu for fitness. It's not jujitsu. I mean, there's lots of other benefits that you get out of competition, I think. But first and foremost, it's a sport. And each organization or promotion has its own rule set that you have to understand. Like ADCC rule set is much different than IBJJF rule set. And some people like one over the other. Um, <clears throat> grappling Industries rule sets, submission only rule sets, Eddie Not Bravo no, Invitational Fuji. rule sets, um, who's number one rule sets. Yeah. 
Like, I know a lot of white belts tend to ask when they're getting ready for competition, like, oh, am I allowed to do knee bars? Am I allowed to do reaps? Am I allowed to do this? And, like, it, we always have to tell them, like, look at the rule set for the competition you're competing in. Because right. some of them you can and some of them absolutely not. Yeah. Like, IBJJF, you can't do knee bars until brown belt. Um, and you can at blue belt. At grappling, grappling industries. industries. Yep. Yeah, because I remember I've been playing around with knee bars a lot lately in the last couple months. And I am thinking about doing pans next year. And when I realized like a week ago that I couldn't do knee bars and pans, I was like, mm, I should probably stop training for it. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, but you can still do it in grappling industries. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll keep training for it. <laughs> and then just know, like, keep in mind the sport, the rules. Right. And just know when I'm in pans, like, don't do knee bars or I'll get disqualified. Exactly. So you really just have to know your game, know your rule set. And that's kind of where, like, the beauty of jujitsu comes in because you really have to think about your plan. You can't just go, I guess, for whatever feels natural because it may not be legal for you. Right. And that's kind of crazy. Yeah, and that's that's a sport. Yeah. It's the definition of a sport right there. And if you think about it compared to any other sport that you would typically think of, basketball, football, baseball, like, there's those rules. You can't do certain things or you'll get disqualified. Mm-hmm. Even if it feels natural to do something. I'm not a sports fan, so I'm not going to give an example. Like but, tackling with your head down versus in spiking. Yeah. Or yeah. or tackling to the back or something in football. Yep, that's a good one. You can't do it because it would, yeah. For There's reasons why you can't do it. But right. it's not allowed and you get a flag. Mm-hmm. Offsides, you know, box in baseball. Yeah. So we can be angry about it and we can complain about it as much as we want. But it's the sport. And just like any other sport, there's going to be rules that you have to play by. And if you don't, you're going to either be warned or disqualified. And that's just how it is. Yeah. And I think in jujitsu, you have to separate the sport from self-defense or from the other reasons why you train jujitsu. Because there's a lot of people that look at it and they're like, oh, my God, those guard pullers would get destroyed in a streak. Mm -hmm. Well, yes. I don't think that you're going to run up to any brown belt in the real world and watch them get in a fight and then... Watch them pull guard in a bar. Yeah. (laughs) That's just not going to happen. No. But in a sport, absolutely. You'll see it every day. Right. And, I mean, we do a grappling sport. We're not doing wrestling and we're not doing judo and we're not doing all that stuff. Like, jiu-jitsu is typically grappling when you're training in the gym. So, people who pull guard are really... on the ground. Yeah. Uh, So, when people are in a competition, they're just really pulling guard just to try to get to where they feel comfortable. Rather mm-hmm. than exerting all that energy. And ultimately, I like to think of sweeps and takedowns as the same move. They're both worth the same amount of points. Mm-hmm. One of them is with your opponent standing, and one of them is with your opponent on their knees. And also, sometimes you're on your back and your opponent is standing, and you sweep them. It's not a takedown, but you end up on top. It'd yeah. be no different if you did the same move while you were also standing. It's just a takedown instead of a sweep. Right. And in Muay Thai, it's called a sweep, not a takedown sport aspect of it but yeah i know that so the three competitors from fluid like obviously i was keeping the group the team updated at home and once brent was announced that he lost so he was the third and final person to lose by pretty sucky things like advantage points are a really crappy way to lose and yeah. uh because you it just didn't know feel good. you can feel it <laughs> like you can feel how close you were to the win and so when it's just kind of like taken away from you because of an advantage where like advantages aren't in grappling industries and they aren't in naga like it's just not there so it sucks yeah it's not like a real point but it's a a tiebreaker yeah just so the ref doesn't have to do more work and so the tournament doesn't go on and on and on and on and on forever 
which I get. It's the sport. But anyway, so I have 4,600 competitors. Right. I had posted that Brent lost his first match and he we're done for the we're done for the trip now. And we had a bunch of people from our team commenting and they were just like, Oh, you know, like screw IBJJF, I don't like the rule set, I probably won't ever compete with them because I don't like it, blah 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 blah. And then Nick had made a really good point with it and he had just said, he was like, Yeah, I understand, like it does kinda suck, but at the same time, if you're an older grappler or you're a purple belt female or if you are a black belt, like this is really the only place that you're going to find competition. Mm-hmm. You can sign up for your local tournaments, but you'll maybe get one person in your bracket. Maybe. Right. Whereas like we just said, Chicago, they each had seven. And that doesn't happen here in just a local grappling industries tournament. Right. As much as you want it to and you want to compete like that IBJJF and ADCC are typically where you're going to need to go. If you want the real competition and really to test your jujitsu, yeah. that's why people compete, right? Yeah, and that, that's where the best people in the world are competing, mm-hmm. and to really test your metal. And if you are working towards building a brand for yourself as a competitor or anything, you got to go to the big organizations to get noticed. Yeah, start getting your name out there. Yeah, like I don't think you would know the name of any, like, um, I'm thinking, what's that? The baseball league that's not. Major League? Yeah, Minor League Baseball players. Yeah. You don't know any of their names, but I'm sure they're fantastic baseball players. Right. But once you get into the Major Leagues, people start to recognize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to your saying, there's 4,600 people signed up for this Orlando Pants tournament. And when we really sat back and thought about it, that was 2,300 people who lost their first match. I was in the majority. Yeah. <laughs> Like 2,300 people had to lose in the very first round, which is just insane. Like you can be really good at jujitsu. Like think about it. The people who go to these tournaments are probably like the best of the best. Like you're not just going to get some random chum from who's been doing jujitsu for two months. to Random chum. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But like when you're doing a local tournament, that's pretty much like your best people from your team in the city who are competing, right? Like you're not going against people who haven't been signing up for tournaments in the past. Yeah, but a lot of local tournaments are people's first competition or they're getting ready for competition at bigger events or things like that. But they're also ready for that step. Like you're not just going against someone in your gym. Whereas like IBJJF, you take that up a notch. Like this is not just the best people in the city. This is the best people in the world. Yeah. Which is just crazy. Yeah, or typically like the best person in that gym. Yeah. Not the best people, but the best person in yeah. those gyms are competing. Right. So it's just, it's a lot of pressure. And it's, yeah. there's a lot of rules to play by. But yeah, 2,300 people had to lose. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. And then out of those other 2,300 who did win, then half of those had to lose. And then it just keeps going down. So it's just, it's a lot. The brackets are a lot. Yeah, it was. But. I had a good time, and I want to do it again, and I will do it again. So this is not the end. Yeah. So what was your biggest takeaway? Um, learn the rule set mm-hmm. and play the sport. I think that's good advice. Yes. And I gained 13 pounds after my match. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's get into Florida then, right? Just yeah. vlog a little bit about our trip because, you know, every time we come back from our trip, everyone's like, how was it? And we're always just like, oh, it was great. And now I can just be like, listen to the podcast because I want to talk about it over and over and over and over. But <laughs> no, we had a super fun time. So 
after competition, after all three of them were done, we ended up going to a Brazilian all-you-can-eat steakhouse, which is called Fogo de Chao. If you've never been, you should absolutely go. Oh, yes. Not just in Orlando. There's one in Chicago, and there's one in Vegas, and there's they're just like in all the big cities of the country. And you should go to that because it's fantastic. But Nick and Dave and Brent, all three of you, just kind of like, I don't even know. Picked out? Yep. On unlimited steak? Yep. Picanha. Mm, my favorite. That garlic steak, steak, though. That garlic that steak was is fantastic. pretty great. It was like buttery. <laughs> I'm drooling right now, honestly. So, hope my mom made a lot of ham for Easter Sunday. Right. right. <laughs> but yeah, so we went to an all-you-can-eat Brazilian steakhouse for dinner and had a fantastic time with that. Dave was so excited that he could eat again. Like, he was literally eating the discarded meat plate pile <laughs> instead of waiting for meat to come around to the table. Yes. But we all had a fun time. Also had a wild drink. It was... Because we had been eating a whole bunch of acai bowls mm-hmm. leading up competition, and I, I, I've been craving fruit, and I love it. So this was a super fruit lemonade with acai and some sort of liquor, and it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many times where like I can't drink my drink. Same with Maria. But it tasted so bad. Yeah, it was not good. So sorry, Fogo de Chao. Yeah, don't. I would not get their drinks. Don't get. The super fruit lemonade, and I don't remember what Maria got. Her and I got the same thing, but we just got different flavors of it. We were both just like, mm, Hibiscus something, right? Something. Something yeah, like I that. I would just stick to whatever Jeez. you like to drink and get that. Don't yeah, just get whiskey on the rocks. <laughs> Damn. Get wine. But it was it was interesting. But anyway, so that was, that was the night of the competition. Yeah, unlimited then, meat. So like for an hour, people walk around, shave slices of meat, and I'm just like. Yeah. Just like that. Anyway, so then we spent the rest of our trip just doing kind of touristy family stuff. It was, we kind of left each other and like we were, because a bunch of us were down in Florida and then we kind of split off and did our own little things. But like Nick and I had went to New Smyrna Beach together before, before the competition started just to chill on the beach for the day. And then after the competition, my dad, his girlfriend, Maria, and then us too, we went to a place called Bush Gardens in Tampa. It's not a garden. It's not a garden. So I thought there would be like a garden. People who have heard of Bush Gardens before and you haven't been in like five to ten years, it's probably way different because we had never heard of it. And Maria was like, oh, I used to take my kids all the time when I was younger or when they were younger. Let's go. And I was like, okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, I, I think I, up, I had heard of it, but I always just thought it was a garden. Right. I looked up prices for this place and it was $90 tickets. And I was like, girl. That was $110. No, it was $90 for the admission and then it was 140 with the meal plan. Okay. And we were just like why are we going to pay $90 to go look at some flowers? I was like, this sounds a little ridiculous. But then everyone's like, let's just go. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I guess we can spend this much money to go look at flowers. And it was not a garden. If you were an amusement park junkie like we are, you need to go. This was seriously probably the best amusement park I've ever been to. It it was very good. Yeah. There was uh, very modern rides, um, amazing roller coasters, all types of rides. And a zoo, yeah, uh, like a full zoo. It's basically a full zoo. Like yeah. you would go on a roller coaster, and then there'd be a zoo right next to it. And I think the Milwaukee County Zoo is very good, so we're a little spoiled with that. But like Bush Gardens had also a full zoo with mm-hmm. alligators, hippos, hyenas, uh, serengeti plains with giraffes and uh, zebras. And they weren't antelope, but they look like antelope. So I don't know what else to call them. They had some weird name. Yeah. But basically, like, think about a safari, like, 
if you were to go there on a safari, cats. yeah, there were they were all there and they were all just chilling together. And the coolest part was that there was an actual safari truck that you could buy as an excursion, and it would take you through the animals. And giraffes were literally eating out of these people's hands, like full on. They could pet the giraffe, be next to the giraffe. They could get out of the truck and be standing next to the giraffe. Like it was crazy. Yeah, that was we wild. didn't get to do that. They were sold out, but we will <laughs> go back to go do that because I want a giraffe to eat out of my hand. Yeah, but that was super cool. That was one of the most fun days I think I've ever had, like in recent memory. Yeah, but I ate way too much there. So we got the unlimited <laughs> meal pass, and it was just extra onto your admission, and it was pretty worth it because you got an entree, a drink, and then a side or a dessert every ninety minutes. I took advantage of that. Yep. So like you could, <laughs> if you're there for we were nine there all hours, day. you can eat like four times. Four or five times. Yeah. It's crazy. So we did that. Yeah. We ate a lot. Even when we couldn't finish it, we were just like, well, we're going to take it because we paid for it. So we ate way too much food. And then that night, Nick. I actually got like food hungover. Yeah. Like three in the morning, Nick wakes up in the middle of the night just puking. (laughs) But I didn't. It was terrible. It was like the worst heartburn I've ever had in my life. And I just puked up straight heartburn. Ew. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, it was interesting. But we were saying like, oh, you know, we've been eating super, super clean for getting ready for pans and doing all this stuff. And then we just shoved all this crap in our bodies. Yes. So your body is probably just rejecting everything. Yeah, it was like, no, stop this. Yeah. And then we went to Clearwater Beach the next day. Yeah. And I was like, just food hungover felt like shit. And I had, I was going to skip breakfast, but then I saw this chicken and waffles on the menu. And it was only 600 calories. And I was like, okay, I'll have it. And I still ate it. And it was delicious. And then we got to the beach. And then I slept for like hours. And I woke up. I still didn't feel great. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to the water. And then the water cured me. And I've been fine ever since. The ocean. Yes. The salt water. (laughs) Like Moana. Yes. It's just the ocean. You just need the ocean. Yeah. But yeah, we all slept on the beach. Because that's how long of a week we've had, like, getting ready for competition and trying to, like, eat healthy and being good on sleep and then having to go compete and exert all that energy and then walking around Bush Gardens. So we went to the beach, the four of us again, and then Dave and his girlfriend joined us and all mm-hmm. six of us passed out on the beach. Yeah, and I think you said something about Dave had never seen me not move that much. Yeah. Because I just passed out. Yeah. What did you say? I Well, I had asked him. I was like, have you ever seen Nick be this still ever? And Dave's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a clear sign there. There's something wrong. <laughs> but yeah, the salt water and the sun cured me. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, we had a super fun time at Clearwater. I got to walk around Pier 60. That was an amazing beach. Drank some drinks out of a pineapple, which was my favorite part. And yeah. we found a soap manufacturer yeah. in Florida that we might talk about in the future. Yeah, might sponsor them a little bit on here. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we just bought them in their all-natural soap and lotion company. Mm-hmm. And... and they make tea tree soap, which is great for grapplers because of antibacterial properties. Mm-hmm. And they made some mango manuka honey um, butter for your hands. Yeah, they literally gave me like this tiny little dab of the lotion. Like They put it on like a toothpick and just gave me a little dab that barely fit on my fingertip. And it made my entire arm just moisturized. It was great. Mm-hmm. and it kept it that way for like three hours and so we like, bought some stuff this is fantastic <laughs> yeah so we have their card and we're gonna use it for the next couple of weeks and then maybe we'll talk more about it and let you know how it goes 
But if you, uh, if we like it, then we'll let you know, and <laughs> you can tell us if you want some. <laughs> did uh, what else did we do in Florida? So we did Clearwater, and then the last day we went to Universal. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw you had some butter beer. I did. I love butter beer. Mm-hmm. I don't like Harry Potter though. I had great time in Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just walking around looking at all the stuff, playing with all the things, watching the dragon breathe fire. That was very cool. If you like Harry Potter, it was a cool experience. You should go to Universal, either one of them. Like, you love both of them. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, and even I'm still pretty excited in there just because I can see how much work it was to build all that and all of the, like, thought process that went into it. Like, I remember we walked past that brick building, and you had said, like, you see how that one part is shaded? And I said, yeah. And then you had to explain to me that that's part of the movie. Yeah. And I was just like, that is so creative. Like, just even putting something like that into this park is just Mm -hmm. so cool. Yeah, for diehard fans like me to just recognize and be like, oh, that's super cool. Mm Because, like, that happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a fan. And I was just like, that's really cool that they can... very detailed. Yeah. Detailed is a great word. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, when we were standing outside the bookstore Mm -hmm. and the, the covers on the books were the authors and I told you the story about how that played into the universe. Yep. And you're like, oh. Yeah, you well, can okay, tell, it's time to go. <laughs> some diehard Harry Potter fans built this park, for sure. Millions. But it was pretty fun. Uh, it's probably better to go with kids if you are in that lifestyle. But <laughs> we also, so we've done Universal Islands of Adventure twice now. And I love Islands of Adventure. But yeah. we had done it twice, so I said, well, why don't we do the other park this time, just to try it out. And I don't regret it, because I'm glad that we tried it, but I probably won't go back. I would, maybe, if we had kids in the future, just to go do that, but it was all simulation. Yeah, just the Universal side, not the Islands of Adventure side. Yeah. because would go just, to islands. It was again. all simulation. Like, every single ride was you were sitting in a cart, and it was like a 4D ride, which is cool. It is fun, like, and it's very creative, and it's very modern tech and all that stuff and i didn't hate it it was just like every single ride was like that just a different theme and i was ready to go on a roller coaster yeah so like bush gardens yeah and that sucked because we went to bush gardens two days before and i just said that was the best theme park i've ever been to so maybe i put too much expectation on universal but i don't think i did because islands of adventure is pretty on par with bush gardens to me yeah so when we went to yeah when we went to regular universal i was like this is fun I guess I just keep getting sprayed with water on all these rides and it's irritating me, but oh, and I guess fine. the other part for Universal that kind of was a bummer for me was just that I had never seen a single thing or movie that was in that park. Like not a single one. I've never seen Men yeah. in Black. I've never watched The Simpsons. I've Fast never and Furious, Transformers. Seen, yeah. I've never seen any of this. Even the Minions, like I'd never seen that either. So I just couldn't really relate to any of the rides, I guess. Yeah. Brittany's seen basically zero movies ever. I don't watch movies. <laughs> we should watch a Marvel movie tonight. Yeah, we should. But anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, that was our Florida trip, and we had a fantastic time. I think everything went great. Besides competition. Yeah. So keep keep going. <laughs> keep going? Yep. About Florida? So I had every time I go on vacation, I write down a journal so that next time I go back, I can maybe go look at the restaurant that we went to or I can look at the experiences that we did so we can either do them again or do something different. But I like to always keep like a, a journal of what we're doing. And then it's always fun to look back at years later and just be like, oh, that was cool. But anyway, so the thing that I wrote last was this was one of my favorite vacations I've ever been on. We had some setbacks, but the good outweighed all of that. I'm not going to read that part. 
<laughs> we're gra- uh, some random things that we were saying throughout the trip were constant laughs, and I had some of the best food I've ever had and was able to drink out of a pineapple on the beach. I went to a great amusement park twice, saw lots of animals, shopped, ate, and was around some of my favorite people. I'm grateful for this adventure and can't wait to see where the next one takes me. Yes. So that's a good summary. Yeah, that sums up how the entire trip went. Mm -hmm. And we like, well, I shouldn't say we, I legitimately looked up houses in Clearwater Beach because I wanted to move. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But then what did we do this week? Uh, We had a lot of stuff going on this week. We trained a lot. We did train a lot, even though we didn't train. We only skipped Tuesday, I guess. But then Wednesday was normal training. Tuesday we slept all day. Right. (laughs) We got home. So our flight was at 6 a.m. Uh, from Florida, so we had to be up at like three to be able to get up, pack, return the car, get to our flight, eat donuts, yeah. and get on our flight. Eat donuts that we couldn't even eat because we were all so freaking food hungover from yeah. eating so much food. I was full. But so we had a six a.m. flight, so we got home at like eight our time and just passed out for the whole day. Yeah, I slept from like nine a.m. to like seven p.m. Yeah, but Probably. I do I do remember Wednesday going to class and it was my first time being there in a while because. The week before we went to Florida, I was sick, and then I went to Florida, so mm. I hadn't trained for two weeks, and I yep. just got on the mat, and I was like, I'm going to die today. Yeah. I taught a uh, X-Card class. You did. You had you taught one. That's day. right. I taught Nogi X-Card, and it was very fun. Mm-hmm. I think some people actually got some of the X-Card and did some sweeps, so mm-hmm. that was cool. Yeah. It was, a, it was a good class. And then Thursday is when we all did our Oprah stripes. Yeah, so we got stripes. That was a great Woo! day. You get us right. (laughs) And then Friday, we taught our kids kickboxing class, which was, they were all really good for some reason. They all had like a fantastic day. We didn't have to yell at any of them. That never happens. We always have to yell at at least one of them. Maybe they missed us. (laughs) (laughs) And what happened Friday night? I feel like something else happened. Uh, We just did question and answer and rolled. Okay. So then Saturday. I just worked on my triangles. That's where we're trying to build up to this. We don't really... We know you don't really care about our week. But, uh, so Saturday, we had went to sweeps. Brazilian in Watoma. In Watoma. Yes. We didn't learn any sweeps. <laughs> yes, we did. They're leg lock entries, which is like not quite a sweep. You're still bringing them down. Yeah. I would call it a sweep. I was just playing a play on words. But anyway. So Watoma is our sister school at this point. We've kind of adopted them in a little bit of a way. And they are from Watoma, which is two hours north of Milwaukee. And mm-hmm. we... Northwest. Is... Okay. <laughs> well, Thanks. north is like directly on the lake. They're more in the middle. I guess. But they were doing a seminar with UFC fighter Nate Manis, also known as Mayhem. Nate Mayhem Menace. Yes. He's a bantamweight fighter. 135 pounds. He's smaller than me, guys. He's small, but he was he was, built... he was probably like 150, 160 at the seminar. But he fights sense. at 135. Okay, that makes more sense. So I was like, holy crap. <laughs> He's taller than me. Yeah. So I told you I should get to 155 at least if I fight. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he was a fantastic seminar. Like, it was very, very, very cool to learn something new every time he showed something. And also, we had never done any sort of striking seminar before. Yeah. So that was super cool mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, because it was two hours of striking, and then an hour break, and then two hours of nogi. Yes. So... Uh, he showed a lot of different Muay Thai stuff, and one of them I will use a lot, which I'm really excited about. Which one? Uh, when you The one that we were doing where you throw across and then step right through. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then do a backhand. Yeah, to switch your feet 
pause, throw the cross, get off to the side. No. Oh, you're talking about the spinning. <laughs> yeah, the spinning one. Oh, but yeah. I like spinning. You identified it as a cross, not a spinning back fist with a head kick. And then I just said back fist, backhand. Whatever. All of it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> All of it was super fun. And the striking seminar was, like he said, we'd never been to one, so it was fun to experience. Yeah. Real quick, raise your hand if you've ever had your eye contact punched out by a UFC fighter. yep that's right just me (laughs) no but yeah we did some sparring rounds um well you know just like techno sparring when we're going hard or anything uh with the whole the whole group and i got to spar with nate and he was fast as fuck Mm -hmm. he was like smooth as butter and fast as lightning and it was unreal like how fast that he was just moving and running around me and punching me in the face and i was like Oh, okay. That's what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was everything that he was doing. It was just I think Nick had just made a post on our BJJ marriage page saying that he was as fast as lightning and I think that's a very accurate description. And smooth as butter. Yes. On my other personal posts. Yeah, he was just it was great to watch him. Um they were very complex moves. So <laughs> they needed to be explained to me a couple more times after we had clapped. But they were all very great details, and I really appreciated it. And there's, we always like to, like to say at Fluid that when you go to a seminar, you should pick one or two things that you're going to use for, like, the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. I definitely have one thing from striking, and then I have probably two things from this seminar that I'll forever try to work on, mm-hmm. which I think is super fun. Yeah. Um, I learned some great leg, leg entanglement entries. Mm-hmm. And... Um, some back. Holds. Yeah, some hand fighting concepts. Yep. And a new way to scoop up the arm from the back. Yes. Yes. I like that one. Mm-hmm. That one's my favorite. Uh, but then also some guard passing. He did a couple guard. Pa- no. Was it? Yeah. He did guard yeah. passing first. And then he did some back attacks and holds and hand fighting. And then he did some takedowns. And it was mm-hmm. hard. We, we did some live rolling. Yep. And we met is... a bunch of new people also. Yeah. Yeah, and it was cool because Sweeps had just opened up their new their new place. They just moved into a bigger location, so this is our yes. first time checking that place out too, and they did a fantastic job. Yeah, it looks super awesome in there. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. And then they also, so because Watoma is north of us, uh, they actually got some people from Stevens Point, Wisconsin, to drive down for them. So mm-hmm. we got to meet people from not only the Sweep School, but also from Stevens Point. Which is very cool because we're not really going to Stevens Point to train ever. Like, we would, but not like it's a normal thing for us. Yeah, we don't have any connections yet there. Mm-hmm. Now we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> was it Elite Team? Yep. MMA, was it called? Or Jiu-Jitsu? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But we met the owner of Elite Team. His name is Ben Price. He's a local first degree. He's about to get his first degree in on his black belt. Yeah, I looked... I was looking around on the internet, and he fought at the Stevens Point Pure FC that we went to. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, but we he didn't tried get to telling see him me fight. he didn't know anything about what striking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I, I sparred with him with our uh, gloves and shin guards on, and he asked me if I wanted to spar. I was like, "Yeah, sure, let's go." And then he, I was just like, "Just so you know, like I'm not great at this." He's like, "Oh, me either. I don't know anything." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then he started like throwing a whole bunch of stuff. I was like, I "Thought you said you didn't know anything." And he was just like, I don't. I didn't check that kick you just threw at me. And I was <laughs> like, you still are really good. And then I told him because I, I went down and I 
bent out of the way and I did something and then I just I had made the comment I was like oh I just wanted to like take you down and do jujitsu instead and he was just like yeah me too I love jujitsu and I was just <laughs> like yeah it's just I like I like training and he was like yeah I'm a black belt and I was like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we just let it slip and I was like I'm a blue belt you can kill me it's cool <laughs> it's so funny in nogi because you never know people's mm-hmm. ranks and you're mm-hmm. always like they what are they <laughs> it's just funny how he's like yeah i like jujitsu and then he's like i own my own school i'm a black woman like, well of course you love jujitsu <laughs> yeah but he was a super fun role so we made connections yes. with him and his he brought a bunch of his students which was super cool yeah a couple of his students um a couple of people from another gym in steve's point yeah cwb yeah i forget what it's called so we met a guy named Devin who was a blue belt a girl named lexi who was a white belt and then a purple belt named Jack, Joshua, Julian? Julian, Julian, my brother's name, Julian. Yeah, who's Either. Joshua? There's a Joshua there too. Uh, I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, it was very cool. We met lots of new people, got lots of new roles in, yes. which is something that we also wanted to highlight on the podcast about how important it is to cross train. Yeah, to roll with people that don't know your game and you don't know their game because mm-hmm. it's just brings just another level of awareness of jujitsu because. Brittany and I know what we're going to do to each other. Anybody at Fluid knows that if you're wearing a gi and I get to your back, you have to watch your collars. Mm-hmm. But when you roll with someone you haven't rolled before, you don't know what they're going to do. They don't know what you're going to do. Especially no gi because you have no idea what their rank is. Like right. You don't know how hard they're going to go on you or how soft or like how much mm-hmm. they know or how much they don't. Like it's no gi is crazy when you're rolling with no new people. Yeah, it's super fun. Like I remember there was this one person that I was rolling with and... I had watched them throughout the striking seminar and they seemed like they knew what they were doing pretty well. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to go pretty hard with them. And I had like swept under them and did an invert and did this really crazy sweep and like did all this thing and they did, they weren't defending it. And I was just like, okay, you're not as experienced as I am. Got it. I'll slow this down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is not a competition match. This, no. We're playing jujitsu here. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it was all very fun and we had a great time meeting new people, rolling with new people. And we were talking to Jose about it yesterday because Jose, if you guys had watched his episode, he lives in Seattle and he lives here half the time because Susie, his wife, lives here. And he does a lot of traveling. So outside of just training in Milwaukee and Seattle, he's also like traveling around the world and training wherever he goes for work, too. So he gets a lot of different body experiences and a lot of different role types. And he has a fantastic time with it. And he says that that's the best way for you to really test your jujitsu mm-hmm. is like you put yourself against someone who's the same rank as you or maybe a little lower or a little higher and just see how you do with them. And it's not like you're trying to kill them or you're trying to die or anything, but you I'm trying to die, <laughs> but you're just like, you're really testing your skill level versus others. And not like it's a huge comparison because jujitsu is everyone's own journey, but it just, is a good way to indicate where you're supposed to be at. Mm-hmm. So that was fun to, Roll around with some other people that I've never met before. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a very enlightening experience. You always find um, things that you need to work on, things that work really well on other people. Like, I'll tell you right now, if you want to submit me, you got to submit me with a Kimura or, um, yeah, that's probably your best bet. Or, or a heel hook. <laughs> Those are my biggest weak areas. But we all have them, right? Like, we all know where we struggle and where we need to work on. And mm-hmm. then when you start getting better at those, you learn something else. <laughs> yeah. So it's 
yeah, it's just an ever-evolving game, and it's fun. But I, I just want to emphasize that if you have not trained in another gym, you should at least try to get yourself out there whenever you can so that you can experience that same. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, seminars are a fantastic way to do that mm-hmm. because typically it's a lot of instruction, a lot of new techniques. Even if you pick up one or two things from a seminar, it's worth it. Yep. I think the seminar we went to was totally worth it. Yep. We learned a bunch of stuff, each of us. Um, but then you also get new people to practice your skills on mm-hmm. or to learn, oh, that guy really fucked me up with this. Yeah. I have to work on this because I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah, and honestly, like, the jiu-jitsu community is just so happy. Like, people, when you go to visit other gyms, especially seminars, like, I just feel like everyone is so welcoming and so excited to just, like, be around other jiu-jitsu players that they're just, they're amazing. And I I love going to seminars just because mm-hmm. of that reason, the social aspect of it. Is What's one the of next favorites. seminar we're going to? The Roll-A-Thon. Oh, snap. What's I'm that? so excited. <laughs> 12-hour so, charity, Rollathon, what up? I'm going to be on the mat for 12 hours. Guaranteed. He will be. I will not. But, <laughs> yeah, so we're doing the roll I'm going to bring three geese, by the way. That's probably smart. Maybe you might a need A couple more. rash guards. You might need more. Well, four hours of gee. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but you're going to... Okay, whatever. Anyway, so... <laughs> bring deodorant. We are doing a Rollathon. <laughs> And it is going to be 12 hours of jujitsu, so it's 8 to 8, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And it's going to start right at 8 a.m. with two local Wisconsin black belts, and they're going to be on opposite sides of the mat teaching their own seminars. And then they'll teach for the full hour, and people can go back and forth between the two. They can stay at one the whole time. They don't even have to be there if they don't want to be at all. And then at 9 o'clock, there's going to be an open mat. And then at 10 o'clock, it starts again with two brand new Wisconsin logo black belts teaching the same way, like on each side of the mat. And then 11 o'clock is an open mat. And that's how the whole day goes on until 8 o'clock at night. Now, all that sounds fantastic, right? Because it's jujitsu for 12 hours straight. But on top of that, we're also having a silent auction. And we already have like 20 items up for bid, which is super cool. And then we're going to have bagels in the morning for breakfast. Mm-hmm. We're going to have taco, a taco also bar. Also coffee in the morning. Yeah, bagels and coffee. We're going to have a taco bar, which I know Ephraim's super excited about. We're going to have a taco bar in the middle of the day for lunch. And it's going to be $2 a taco or three for five. And everyone at Fluid is kind of helping and pitching in for that. So it's going to be more of a potluck style. But uh, all the proceeds will still go to charity, which I'll get into. And then at the end of the night, when the rolling's all done at 8 o'clock, we're actually doing a wine tasting event for charity. So we already have 11 or 12 bottles of wine that we have and it's going to be five dollars for six samples and you're just going to be able to taste any six of the bottles that you want to try or more if you want more and i will be bartending for you oh really (laughs) yeah i'm doing the bartending but then i'm gonna sample pour everything and we're gonna just have a great night mingling and there's probably gonna be some cheese and crackers and fruit and it's gonna be a great night maybe some games maybe a movie yeah who knows yeah, we're going to have a lot of stuff. It's going to be a really fun and crazy day. But If you want to roll with me while we drink wine, I'll be down. Oh, my God. It'll be 14 hours of rolling for me. <laughs> but the event is on April 30th. All the proceeds, every single thing is going towards this time tomorrow, which is childhood cancer and Crohn's and colitis. So if you can make it to that event, I would highly recommend it. It's $50 for two hours. So you get two seminars and an open mat with the $50 or 
pay $100 for the whole day. Mm-hmm. And everything goes towards charity. So it's going to be a fantastic event. I know Open Guard is actually closing their school for it for the day and trying to get all as many of their team members to come to that as possible. Yeah, because we got uh, Open Guard Dan LaPaz yep. is teaching. He is. We have lots of black belts teaching. 12 black belts. 12. From Wisconsin, which is fantastic. Three of them are from Fluid, which is going to be super cool. Jason, Mike, and Brent are all doing a seminar. And then we have, I'm not going to name all 12 because I'm not going to get into that, but it's like Dan LaPaz from Open Guard. Yeah, Nutrigon people. John um, Friedland. Is he doing one? I don't know if John is. Should be there, though, I think. Uh, Joe Benson. Yep. And then Janice. Perry. BJJ Globetrotters and uh, BJJ Fanatics instructor Josh Janice. Josh Janice. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Rufus Sport Black Belts. Yep. Ben Carpenter. Pure Vita Black Belts. Yep. We just have, there's so much going on. It's going to be such a fun day. I'm actually just debating on getting a dog sitter for the day, so I don't even have to go back and forth, but. We can call a neighbor. Right. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be a great event. I'm wonderful. super excited for it. I'm very excited. It's less than two weeks away now, so mm-hmm. uh, so work on your conditioning. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So we hope to really see you there. I know a lot of our fluid members are gonna be there. I know a lot of open guard people are gonna be there. There's like 150 people going or interested on the Facebook event already. So it's just gonna be constant people flowing in and out. Uh, this is a perfect opportunity for you to commingle and for you to roll with other people that you've never met before. And it's, I'm very excited about it. And as mm-hmm. it's getting closer and as pans is over, like now we can really start shifting our focus and energy onto this. And I am stoked. I'm super excited. So, yeah. Is there anything we missed? Let's check. <laughs> there was a lot going on these last two weeks. Yep. I think. That's about it. Like we said, we have the website going out. Uh, it's already going right now. So we're going to try to send out that newsletter today. And I mentioned this earlier, but if you didn't sign up already, subscribe to that. I'm sending out Greek orzo salad this week. Mm. But, yeah. That was it's delicious. It's been a busy two weeks. And Super I'm sure busy. we have another co- busy couple weeks coming up. And... Happy Easter. Happy Easter, yes. (laughs) Hope you enjoy time with your family today. Yes. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yes. All right. Have a good one. Us. No. (laughs)